Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. And we have a great show for you this week. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all of the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We did take the week off last week. You'll hear why in the episode. The first part of the episode will be the latest Vegas news. We're going to talk about a recap of CES, some of the crazy things that bottle service waitresses have shared, a new statue downtown in more. Then we're going to dive deep into the new MGM Rewards program, share the good, the bad, and the ugly for you so you can learn what is happening over at MGM with their brand new loyalty scheme. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe in whatever podcast app you're listening to us in now, and you can find all of our Vegas-related posts, videos, and podcasts at mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see the Planet Hollywood's chapel on Twitter, uh, they posted a video of it, uh, I guess before a wedding, and people kind of jumped all over it, saying that it looked more like a, a funeral. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Yeah, I like the comment that's like folding chairs, uh, tells, says luxury to me. You know, it does seem a bit, I mean, if you're going to put a wedding chapel together, like make it, it's a small space. It doesn't cost that much to make it look nice. I don't know if you're repurposing something or you use it for other stuff. It felt like the Taco Bell wedding chapel to me. <laughs> <laughs> Although that might have been better. Who knows? At least that wasn't folding chairs, I don't think. Yeah, my favorite comment was, where is the casket? Uh, but uh, yeah, they, <laughs> and of course, they deleted the tweet. So uh, no, uh, no wedding chapel anymore. But we saved it forever. It will never go away. Mark, we talked about on the show that you were coming to Vegas and we were going to go around and do all kinds of crazy things. And then, of course, I had to go to Hawaii and uh, I caught COVID on the way back or I don't know how it all happened. I think I actually got it back here in Vegas uh, once I was back here a couple days. But nonetheless, uh, I've been down for the count for the last week or so, right as you were supposed to come. So we didn't get to do our, our grand tour of the Las Vegas Valley. And we were supposed to do two videos last week, and we, we messed that up, too. <laughs> well, we, got, we got lucky. At least we did the MGM Rewards one before I got sick. So yeah, uh, we got something out there. Yeah, I even tried uh, to reach out to a mutual friend in Vegas and some other people in Vegas. And I was like, hey, you know, I might still come out. Are you available? Uh, and they're like, no, I just tested positive. So, like, Vegas is <laughs> is kind of yeah. uh, everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, half the people there, I feel like, have it. Uh, at least a very a vast majority of the people I talk to do which is kind of crazy that's all happening at once, but that's the world we live in. The cool thing was I was able to cancel the flights because, you know, with, with the pandemic and everything, airlines have allowed free cancellations and I can't, we waited until like the day before. And that's when you finally got the positive test results back. So I canceled no issues. I got a credit. That's good. You know, well, Delta just extended till 2023. So uh, plenty of times to use that. And uh, MGM, uh, it was a comp room. But I went and they're like, oh, you're within the you can't cancel. Um, so we're going to have to keep the fee that you paid up front or the, the deposit. Your deposit of zero dollars will not go back <laughs> back to you. I was like, OK, but they did have a thing in there. If you if it's because of COVID or whatever, call us. And we'll do it. But I think it's still kind of crazy that it was more than a full day out. Like this shouldn't be an issue. You guys should know what's going on. But, you know, that's MGM, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. As you pointed out, I know a ton of people who got who got COVID uh, from just that that weekend in Vegas. Now let's uh, so yeah, so hopefully we'll get to do that trip at some point. We'll get to take you all around all the places that you uh, that you haven't seen. I was really looking forward to it because there had been some casinos and places I hadn't been in a while. Um, I I feel better. I'm hoping next week 
Uh, I delayed. Uh, we're, we're leaving for a while, but we delayed that trip for for a, a week. So I'm going to have a little bit of extra time. So I'm hoping I'll be able to go to the Strip and stay down there and do some stuff next week. So hopefully uh, we can get that uh, on the channel. Now, I did want to follow up also on my Allegiant customer service experience. Uh, people who watched the, the show know a few weeks ago that Allegiant kind of screwed me on my Raiders tickets that I had as part of a hotel package. They sent me, you know, like the cheapest seats they could when they were supposed to send me 200 level tickets. I said I wasn't going to like... 400, 400 and 200 is about the same. You know, it's just yeah. like a mile higher. But besides that, it's fine. Yeah. So, so like I had filled out a form, but I wasn't going to go through like, you know, spending hours on the phone dealing with them. And so I finally got a response to my, you know, filling out the form almost a month ago, I think, <laughs> several weeks ago. And here's the response. It says, thank you for contacting Allegiant. We apologize for the delayed response. We are experiencing a high demand in emails and we're trying our best to respond as quickly as possible. If you still need assistance, respond to this email and then we'll take another three weeks to uh, to answer it, basically. So that's the Allegiant customer service The brush experience. off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They probably went through all the things that have been sitting there for a month. And just hoping, oh, we'll, we'll send this as a courtesy, hoping that you don't respond. But I did respond to the email saying, uh, yeah, you didn't give me the tickets that I was supposed to get. Uh, it's not resolved, so we'll see if somebody actually responds to that. We'll, we'll play this game, keep it keep it going, even though uh, everything is long past. But that's, that's an update. Don't book through Allegiant Vacations. Stay far away from Allegiant.com when you're booking any travel. That would be my suggestion uh, based on my experience. Good advice. Sage advice that everybody already knew. <laughs> except me well i still yeah it still worked out okay okay so ces happened and you know it was a couple weeks ago but we didn't have a show last week or at least a new show last week so i thought there was a cool a few cool takeaways there the first takeaway i saw was just that it was empty right we saw like the lg booth which was just like a few little things and like vast amounts of empty space a lot less people i think only about forty thousand people came uh, but what were some of the coolest things you saw on the floor yeah, there, there was a video on Twitter I saw of color changing cars where it would go from like white one second to black the next second. I don't know how this is useful unless you're, you know, a drug dealer or a robber, a bank robber. It's <laughs> like GTA. Did eyes. you ever play GTA back in the day where you had to like yeah. paint your car? You took it to the. Yeah, now you don't even need to do that. You just flip the switch. <laughs> yeah, so you could just drive down the street. Oh, we're chasing a uh, white car. And then you're just like, boom, black. Here we go. Take a right. Turn it to black. Let's go. We're good now. I think it's yeah, pretty I cool. I think it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's temperature sensitive, so it doesn't always work well. But I would love to see it in person because it looks, I mean, it looks pretty cool, in, like magic in the video. Did you see any of those like really creepy robots that have been that were around at CES with like the really, they look like from iRobot, that very human looking face? Oh, yeah, I did. I did see that video where they were asking her questions and she could kind of come up with like unique responses and everything. It was very very creepy you know this is how terminator 2 started <laughs> so resin machines is coming uh the end of the world probably in five years yeah pretty much uh, that's what uh, elon musk said uh, speaking of elon musk well he didn't say five years but he said ai is like a is a big threat uh but speaking of elon musk ces also brought traffic jams in the tesla tunnels under the convention center renewing everybody's criticism of the system and how it might work uh yeah there, there were people kind of stuck there for minutes waiting for the cars to clear out and uh, people are not yeah. happy about it. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like it's still way better than what they had before. You know, minutes is better than walking 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it takes. But the fact that they promise they over promised all this stuff is the issue. And then 
if it's in the small tunnel and they're having problems and they're having drivers and and all this all these other issues going on and all the jokes we've made about it when it goes to a, a vegas wide system what are the problems going to be there you know so it, it doesn't make me feel i did call this that there there w- would be challenges <laughs> but um it doesn't make me feel good about you know the future it could still be better and it's you know if it gets cars off the road that helps but i don't think it will be as slick as you know like a minority report movie thing where it's just like zooming around type of uh situation so if you would have just under promised and over delivered, that's what I always do. Set the bar of expectations low and then shoot for high. But you know him, he, he's got to put it up here and then come in at this level. I don't know about that, but I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think your point is good. I think there will be challenges with the system. I, what seemed to be causing the traffic jams is the, how kind of tight that central station is and cars getting in and out. And I think if they can build some of the stations to be bigger, which I don't know if they will or not, because the casinos are paying for their own stations, but you know they have the space to be able to move cars through. Those tunnels are narrow, so you're going to have, you know, there is a potential for traffic jams. I'm imagining. I'm just waiting for the happen. first the first time there's a flat tire in the tunnel or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think I brought this up when we first, when you did the tour and had the video and everything, like the escalator coming down into the station, there's not a lot of room to stand. So if you get backed up, it's people coming down an escalator and then they're just crammed into this tiny space with only a few spots on each side. It just wasn't, I don't think it was designed overly well. And maybe that's because they expected it to move quicker. They didn't need a ton of space. And that was some of the cost savings. But I, yeah, hopefully the, you know, subway stations are huge. So you would hope that they build out a station, something like that, if they're going to have a ton of cars on this. Yeah, the only thing that we can hope for is that they do eventually develop those shuttles. You know, when they originally announced the system, there was going to be 24 person shuttles. That'll take a lot of the vehicles out of the tunnel if you can have, you know, more people per shuttle. So hopefully that's in the works. I don't, you know, that's not part of the plan as announced now. So probably not. Tesla stretch limos. (laughs) there, There you go. All right, we'll keep an eye on it, but yeah, criticism of the Vegas loop uh, continuing and not a surprise. And for once, I'll admit there's some challenges going on. All right, so Confessions of a Las Vegas Bottle Girl. This article is in Business Insider. Uh, you found it, <laughs> basically uh, talking about some of the crazy things that happen in Vegas nightclubs, what people pay. Uh, what I found was interesting is like to talk about minimums for bottle service, you know, people having $30,000 minimums, crazy things like that. That doesn't surprise me, but that the whole thing is the the show that they put on bringing the bottle over. It reminded me of like Circa. We saw that on that first night at Circa in our video, you know, they had the signs and the people and, you know, now they have sparklers. And I guess the whole battle between the nightclubs is who can put on a bigger show to sell you a $30,000 bottle of champagne. Yeah, for sure. Unless they have live entertainment and stuff, that's the other way they bring people in. They'll have, you know, uh, somebody singing or rapping, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, it reminded me of the circle where the the video of the girl bringing the bottle into the uh, cabana and holding it up above her head and the fan just chops the top. Of it <laughs> it ruined like a thousand dollar bottle. I mean, it only cost them probably like 75 bucks, but just the the markup is insane and that's in you know all clubs but vegas takes it to the next level and then the fees associated with it and we've seen these at the day clubs and and even the nightclubs you know there will be a 600 dollars fee just for getting the room and then they'll charge all this other stuff and you know if you do do a club be be sure to pay attention to the tip because they automatically add it in at most places 
my buddy ran into this when his company went to a place and they spent like $10,000 at a club. They didn't notice that they added it in. So they added another 20% or whatever on top. And basically the girl, you know, made 40%, a little over 40% that night. So she was happy, but watch out for that. That's something that they slide in there for sure. But yeah, these, the minimums are kind of crazy. The bottles, a $30 bottle going for $600 is crazy. And it only goes up from there. Yeah, it gets crazier. And your point is a good one with the DJs and the amount of money that they're making. But it's crazy because a lot of these nightclubs fail in Las Vegas, even despite what they're charging, despite all of this, it's still so competitive, you know, to be the it nightclub, to be the place that everybody wants to go. And uh, the other thing I thought was interesting from the article was they said that all the tips are split among the, the servers. So if you get a, you know, a bad table or something like that, it's sort of split evenly. And then it says like every once in a while, they'll get a tip of $100,000 or more. And then uh, they have to wire the money to the to the servers because there's not enough cash there to pay out the tips. I thought that was uh, that was quite interesting. I was born with the wrong features. I would definitely be bottle <laughs> girl. <laughs> no, but you got to imagine, you know, on the weekends they're making between five and ten thousand dollars a night. I would assume. So that's kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, there are some clubs will require them to bring in people, like recruit people, or stay friendly with people outside of the club. Other ones, they just show up to work and, and do their thing. So I guess it depends where you go. And I'm sure it's highly competitive to get a job. I can't even imagine. It's probably harder than getting like a movie role, like an extra movie set role uh, to get in there and and go through the process and, and everything they require. It's It's got to be crazy. Yeah, it can't be, uh, can't be easy to get that, that job. But yeah, it's a fascinating article. We'll put a link down in the description. It is behind a paywall, unfortunately, but... Uh, there's still some interesting things to find there. All right, so moving on to some quicker stuff. Caesars Entertainment, we got some new uh, restaurants to announce. Uh, Peter Luger Steakhouse, the very famous, you know, I think it's the oldest steakhouse in America, oldest steakhouse in New York City, uh, is moving into Caesars Palace, which is confusing because they already have the old Homestead Steakhouse, but I think Peter Luger is moving into the space that Rayo's abandoned. So right They just love to, to take... New York staples and water them down and bring them to Vegas. That's what they love. To <laughs> so they're hopefully it'll be good. It'll be expensive for sure. Peter Luger uh, known for very, very high quality steaks. The other interesting restaurant announcement was Martha Stewart is bringing her own restaurant to Paris, Las Vegas that she's, uh, she's designing it herself. And another addition to that with the Vanderpump stuff going in there. Uh, she says it's based af- off of her house. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, she did spend a lot of time there under house arrest, so she would know it well. <laughs> okay. I wonder. No, I mean, <laughs> I wonder if Snoop Dogg is going to be uh, involved in it in any way. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know they're they're good friends and all that. Uh, Martha Stewart, I don't think is a, a big draw. I don't. I don't think anybody's going to come to Vegas and have to search out Martha Stewart. Maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, Peter Luger for sure will be a draw, and that's always been a thing. Like when I've walked around Caesar's Palace, this is their premium Caesars entertainment, their top notch place in Vegas. And I know the homestead is nice, but I never really felt like there was anything that was like, Oh, this, this lives up to Caesars palace. So hopefully they can do that with the steakhouse and it'd be a big draw, like a top notch restaurant in Vegas that everybody wants to go to. I feel like they've always had kind of lower tier stuff in there compared to where it should be. So this is a step in the right direction as far as Martha Stewart. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's interesting. Uh, that how they're revamping the restaurants there. I agree with you. Peter Luger will be a good addition. My guess is maybe, you know, the existing steakhouse at Caesars will go away and that venue will turn into something else. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But 
tons of turnover in the restaurant space in Caesars, and we still have more venues that we probably haven't heard of. So we'll keep uh, keep up on that. Uh, did you see the Oscar Goodman statue? Now Oscar has his his restaurant at the Plaza, and obviously he was a very famous mob attorney, made most famous, I guess, by the movie Casino in the '90s. But one of his clients was Anthony Tony Spilatro, who is probably the most prolific killer or alleged killer in Las Vegas history. I think he was uh, expected that he killed 27 people. Oscar Goodman kept him out of jail, and they erected a statue to brag all about it, including a sign that says he killed 27 people and Oscar Goodman kept him out of jail. Uh, <laughs> quite an interesting choice, I guess. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. Like, it's just a weird thing to to be proud of, I guess. I don't but it will draw people in potentially people that love the movie will come and want to take pictures with it. So I get why they're doing it. I don't know if it's in the, the best taste, uh, but Hey, it's Vegas. So, you know, well, we got the Mike Tyson statue at resorts world now. And then you have, uh, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> at least this are... one makes sense. That one doesn't make any sense. But I, I like it. I hope that they put up some more interesting statues around town. You know, you could think of like with the rat pack and, some other interesting stuff. But yeah, it's a curious choice to put Spilatro on there. I get putting Oscar Goodman, of course, because he was the mayor of Las Vegas for a long time. He has more of a career other than just being a mob attorney, uh, probably one of the more famous Las Vegans in history. But uh, no doubt it was his choice to do it. So go check it out at Plaza if you want to see uh, what that looks like. Some other uh, quick rumors here. Somebody posted on Twitter, and I don't believe this is happening, but I thought I would get your opinion on it, that Caesars might be working to swap out all of their chips to move to generic chips across the casinos. I'm not buying it. I haven't seen any other evidence to it. But, you know, chips seem like they're an easy way to differentiate yourself, uh, you know, to put these cool designs. And obviously there's a whole ecosystem of collectors. Well, unless you're Virgin. <laughs> Remember that chip at Virgin? I just don't. It just says like $1. It's like the plainest chip. It doesn't even say Virgin Hotels on it. It just was like a $1 chip. Because oh, I wow. do try to collect some. Uh, from the casino so i went up there and i was like oh can i you know change and play a little bit and got the chip and i was like really i shouldn't even waste my time for this like, like there's no, nothing to script on it that says where it's from at all it just i think it said like mohegan sun and that was it like yeah. so it's it's out there maybe that's how mohegan sun does it across their casinos um oh, yeah from a business pers- from a business perspective i get it because think about how many people like take these chips out of circulation you're buying more and if you're buying all the same, you're getting a better discount. You're not replacing as much, all that stuff. Um, except for, you know, if you're rehauling the whole system, you're having a massive purchase up front, you know, to, to transfer everything over. I mean, but that is something that people like about Vegas and, and just casinos in general is collecting these kind of like a keepsake, a dollar, five dollars. It's a cheap thing and they're getting the money for it. Like you're you printed this chip up and somebody gave you a dollar and kept it. So you made money from it. So I don't, I don't see why you take that away. I think overall, it, it, you know, having unique ones adds more value than, than you would save by mass producing them. Yeah, I agree. I remember the circuit chip that you gave me. You gave me a dollar. In fact, it's up there, but a dollar uh, circuit chip. And I remember how cool the design was on that. And uh, I just don't see this happening as much as Caesar seems to be cutting things. I also think there's some legality to like changing out chips. You have to 
post something in the newspaper, if I remember right, or at least it used to be that way in the day. Back in oh, the that's day. true. Because if you yeah. bring in an old chip, you won't get money for it anymore. Yeah, they have, to put you have that, a time frame. Yeah, yep. so we'll we'll see. But I, for now, I don't think that's happening. I think it's just a uh, a rumor on Twitter. All right, let's end with talking about Resorts World. There is a rumor that uh, Las Vegas locally posted that they're thinking about building an NBA arena, or at least they're trying to court an NBA team to to have the arena there. Uh, we've talked about how T-Mobile Arena is ready for an NBA team. So we already have the venue for it. We don't really need another one. I mean, it's a good idea. They have, I guess they have some land there, but uh, I don't see this happening either. Do you get, get your restaurants open first. How about that? You know, like keep them open past 9 PM focus on that versus, uh, you know, building an NBA team that you don't need. And, and I don't even know if people want, but like you said, T-Mobile is a perfect venue for it there, you know, in Detroit, the Red Wings and the, uh, the Pistons, the hockey and basketball team, share the same arena. They used to be in two separate ones. One was in the suburbs. One was downtown. And when they built the new facility, both teams went into it. So it can easily be done. doesn't cost any more money. T-Mobile's state-of-the-art, brand new. There's no purpose in this. Unless, you know, this is a last-ditch effort from Resorts World to try to get people to come down there because it's not doing so well. You know, but still, even then, you're only talking about 40, 50 games a year. So it's not even that much. Like you're investing all this money for, you know, a, a couple months a year of people. I don't know. I don't see it. Well, speaking of Resorts World and Genting, uh, it's been in the news this week. Maybe you heard it. Maybe you didn't. But Genting Hong Kong has filed for complete liquidation, bankruptcy. Now, Genting Group owns several different companies. There's the main company is Genting Malaysia, which owns the Resorts World here in Las Vegas, New York, a bunch of casinos in uh, in London or in England uh, and elsewhere, the Singapore property is owned by its, its own company, and then there was the Hong Kong property, which owned three different cruise lines, along with Resorts World Manila, and then a couple of shipyards in Germany. And it's those shipyards that brought the company down, apparently, uh, where uh, the German government just blocked them getting any funding, and so they're going to complete liquidation. So Genting uh, is, you know, in the news in that they're one, you know, that they're they're one of their subsidiaries is filing bankruptcy, but that won't affect Resorts World Las Vegas, which is owned by the main company. Although taking a, a huge company with like, you know, a lot of cruise ships, uh, the Resorts World Manila, that's a huge hit for for Genting. So we'll see how that all plays out, but shouldn't affect Las Vegas at least for the time being. So they're uh, they're at fault for all our shipping delays then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, actually, they're building. They have World Cruises, which is their their newest kind of luxury cruise line, which is based out of uh, going to be based out of uh, China. And you know, most of their cruise ships are in Asia, uh, but their new cruise ship was one of the largest in the world. It was going to have a roller coaster at sea, kind of like the Carnival ship. It's almost finished construction, so it's interesting that they have these cruise lines. Crystal Cruises, a long time luxury cruise line, uh, is owned by them. Uh, so somebody will probably buy some of these assets, obviously. but And so these cruise lines may go on. They may not. Uh, Crystal Cruises just suspended all their sailings until they can figure this all out. So we'll see uh, how it all works out. I don't know. Resorts World Manila is sort of a joint venture. So maybe the partner there will keep that going. So as of now, uh, we still don't know everything is happening, but they are going for a full liquidation. So it's not like they're trying to restructure the company in any way, meaning that uh, you know, this will uh, this will affect those properties, but not the not Resorts World in New York or Bimini or uh, the ones in uh, the UK or Vegas or Malaysia. So, yeah, it'll be maybe. interesting to see if there's any ripple effect. I I, I wouldn't assume so because they've 
kind of segregated them all, but you know, maybe not build an NBA uh, arena when you're <laughs> str- struggling in other areas. You know, build up what you got. But uh, yeah, I think it's the same as like the rumor of the Oakland A's coming in and being right on the strip. Like, okay, let's throw a flyer out there and see what's what. But I don't know. I don't see it happening. So, Mark, uh, it's all official. M Life is becoming MGM Rewards, and we know everything. MGM trickled out the information, kind of took all the negative stuff and put it first, and then released all the good stuff so everybody would forget about the bad stuff. But we're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of MGM Rewards. What do you think of the name to start off with? Uh, should we just call it Caesar's Rewards? <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's basically like they ripped off the name and then they kind of ripped off the program, but not quite as good as Caesar's rewards and a lot harder, more difficult to get the status. So it's weird. I mean, overall, it feels like they added a lot of perks, you know, to to a program, especially in the mid to lower tiers that didn't really offer people much, uh, you know, in the way of any meaningful perks. So that's good to see. But they also made it a lot more difficult to earn. So it's kind of like a mixed bag. I guess it depends on how you're looking at this. You know, if you're a gambler, it's probably not a huge difference, like more plus than minus. But if you earn status through spending on property and stuff like that, this is a big hit to you. And you'll probably be knocked down a tier from where you were last year, you know, or previous years. Now, the good news is we have some ways to sort of bypass that. We'll talk about that later in the show. But let's talk about how they changed all the verbiage. Express comps have now become MGM rewards points which, uh, as you say, they can be redeemed across all their properties. And that's really good. This program will be across all of MGM's properties uh, nationwide. So whether you're in Biloxi at Beau Rivage or in Las Vegas at Bellagio, it's going to work. And uh, now the regular points are now slot dollars. So they just basically changed the names of everything else. Uh, but we'll talk later about how you earn you know, tier points and how you qualify for status because that's really uh, what the big change is for this. Uh, M- MGM Rewards will launch on February 1st and they're allowing the rest of January you qualify uh, for, for last year. So January 2022 is like an extra month towards qualifying Ooh. for your status. Yeah. And uh, now let's talk about the good because I feel like we'll lead with the positive and then we'll end with some of the concerns that we have for the program because there is some good stuff that happened. Uh, we talked about one of the good things is it's a unified program across all of their properties. So if you are an MGM loyalist, it's now more uniform in the way that you earn and where you can redeem. And let's get the big, big benefit out of the way here. The one that I think most people are like going to be very excited about. If you have gold status, they're going to waive your resort fees. How's that going to work exactly? Yeah, so it's very similar to Caesar's Diamond status, where if you have a gold uh, platinum noir status, you know, when you go stay at the hotel, even if you even if you had comp nights a lot of times. Now, sometimes they would give you a comp and include the resort fee, like waive the resort fee. Other times you'd get a comp and you'd still get hit with a $50 bill, you know, or we see these rooms in January and February for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. But you always had to pay that 35, 40, 50 dollar fee. So it didn't make it such a great deal compared to if you had diamond with Caesars, you could pay that $20. So with this new, you know, perk, you should be able to just check in and pay whatever the going rate is, you know, and if you check into your, uh, your online account, you even get a better rate than what publicly is available. So you could be paying like nine bucks. I know some people are seeing like $9 rooms this time of year. So stuff like that, pretty crazy, but it's awesome that it's waived, you know, resort fees are a big trigger for people and especially in Vegas. So it's good to see another way to to get those knocked off the bill for sure. All right. And a couple other kind of perks that were added. Pearl status, they get 
concert tickets or event tickets, but it's not really a guaranteed benefit, right? It's like based on their account and it's going to be targeted. And uh, also there's tier achievement dinners, $100 for gold, $200 for platinum, $500 for noir. Uh, you have to earn the status in order to get those, but also, as you point out, very similar to what Caesars does for their players as well. So yeah, a lot, it seems like a lot of the new perks were inspired by Caesars rewards in trying to kind of bring them even, but getting rid of the resort fees. We hear this a lot from people. Resort fees are the big, big thing people hate, and this is a way to do it, even if you have to get to gold status, which we'll talk about uh, in just a second. They're just going to double down on the parking fees. They're going to make them twice as much. <laughs> make it up that way. No, I mean, we did see Pearl drop from 25,000 tier credits needed to 20,000, so that was an improvement, but the rest stayed at the, the same levels, and I know we're going to talk about the changing and earning in a little bit, but that was kind of surprising. I would have expected them, you know, to adjust them with how much they slashed earning levels, you know, to adjust the the need down. So, I mean, seventy five five thousand tier credits is a lot, especially when you're you're slashing the earn rate. So, you know, they're making it difficult to get the free resort fees, and unless you do a status match, which we'll talk about later, but you know, it's good to see for sure. All right, and one other improvement before we get into some more of the bad and the ugly, even though you sort of hinted at it. They launched a new website, new mobile app, so everything is sort of fresh, the interface. Also, better integration with BetMGM, their sportsbook app. So, like I said, really bringing the program into the modern era. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the bad stuff. Uh, You know, you're earning one MGM reward point per dollar on all your eligible dining and hotel spend. So, basically, like 1% back is what it works out to be. Uh, You know, how does that compare to, to some of the other programs for just everyday spend? Yeah, that's, you know, in line with what Caesars gives, they give one point per dollar uh, rewards credits for anything you're spending on property, you know, at the store, shops, all that stuff. So it is basically everything is usually worth one cent uh, per point. So it's basically one percent back on your spend, which isn't great, but hey, at least it's something. Now, you used to earn basically a fixed rate when when you were gambling as far as points and tier credits and stuff like that. Uh, the bad would certainly be now they've done away with that when you're gambling everything is sort of based on the game that you're playing, the time that you play, and it's using whatever secret formula that they use. Is that pretty much in line with what Caesars and everybody else is doing? or is I'm- Yeah, for slot games, I feel like it's it's pretty much laid out there. Like if you bet $10 on a um, video poker slot, you're going to earn one tier credit, stuff like that. Like it's pretty well explained on sports betting, you'll earn this and, and everything. So this is more in line with like the table games, how they work. And that's kind of you know, a mythical uh, <laughs> average daily th- theoretical loss uh, is what they base it off of and comps and everything. So when you play table games, you never really know what you're going to earn until you see it like the next day. So that's kind of how this will roll out. I'm sure people will figure out what games pay out better, which ones, you know, this could end up working in the favor of bigger betters, uh, depending on the machine they play and stuff like that. I'm assuming if you're playing a, a machine that has a, a bigger house advantage, you'll get better rewards credits. So or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's tough to keep all of this stuff uh, straight. Let's move on to tier credits. Now, tier credits are the thing that you need to earn in order to qualify for status with MGM Rewards. As you said, you need 20,000 tier credits for pearl status, 75,000 for gold status, 200,000 for platinum status. You used to earn 25 tier credits per dollar, uh, and now you're going to be earning four tier credits per dollar on your spend. So, for example... To get platinum, you would theoretically need to spend fifty thousand dollars 
at uh, at MGM Properties. This is really the devaluation, right? They've added some benefits on the on to the tiers, but they've made it significantly harder to earn status by cutting that tier credit earnings from twenty five per dollar to four. Yeah, I do wonder. You know, a, a lot of the big gamblers probably won't notice a difference because they earned it through gambling. You know, they're getting comps on property for hotel rooms and restaurants and and uh, you know rewards credits or express comps and all that stuff to use on site. So they probably won't notice much of a difference. But anybody that was kind of like a middling game uh, player that you know had had to pay cash on weekends and stuff like that, or or would go out to to eat dinner and you know spend an expensive dinner, but you're like, hey, I'm getting twenty five. To your credit, <laughs> not guys. anymore, it sucker. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah, now they're slashing it by you know eighty what eighty six percent something crazy like that. So the the fact that they didn't lower the requirements at all is pretty surprising when you're slashing that much. Like I said in the article when I wrote it up, I've never seen a devaluation this bad in one instance. Like they just completely gutted it, uh, which is pretty surprising. You know, I don't know what what the game plan is there, but. The perks that they're giving out aren't that valuable that, you know, they need to go this drastic, I don't think. Yeah, and the other thing we talked about with the gaming, like slots, you used to earn 10 tier credits per dollar played, and I think uh, most slots anyway, and now that's, as we said, that's variable, so every slot machine is going to be different. The time of play, everything is going to factor into that. They also did away with the Platinum experience, which was, uh, you know, the elevated check-in experience, uh, things like that, and the free tickets to like roller coaster or the Bellagio Art Gallery, stuff like that that you used to be able to get. So overall, the big negative here is that it's a lot harder to earn status. Some positive is that there will be a few extra things. And I should mention that you've written up a series of articles on this, breaking down the program, the status match opportunities, which we're going to talk about right now, and any other sort of benefits and kind of everything that people should know. I'll put all of the links to those articles down in the description but there is an opportunity with status match. A lot of people in the miles and points game like us have gold status uh, just through Hyatt. You know, if you have World of Hyatt globalist status. But also, MGM has been matching competitors in Vegas as well, other people with uh, competing com- casino status, which you can then use to get some of these new benefits, right? Yeah, they've been doing that. I think that ends uh, the end of January unless they extend it. And you've always been able to do it at Borgata in Atlantic City. And the cool thing about doing it there is they would always give you like $100 in free play and, you know, give you credits to use to go to um, the lounge and have breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever, drinks and everything. So I don't know if that's going to still roll out, you know, with all these combining because Borgata was always considered kind of like a separate entity. You know, they had their own little unique rewards program thing. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues long term. It's been around forever. The one in Vegas, I wouldn't be surprised if they extend it, but as of now, I think it ends the end of January. So you do have a couple options there. The other big one is, of course, Hyatt status, which we've always said, don't get the MLife credit card that comes with Pearl status. Get the World of Hyatt credit card, which you can then match the Pearl status, and you get a free night at Hyatt every year for paying the annual fee of uh, $95, which you can use at at the uh, resort's. Uh, in Vegas or in anywhere in the world that's a category four or less. So that's a good perk, usually worth $250, $300 right there. So that, those are some options for you. If you do have hotel status, then you can easily match it over and you'll get not all of the perks, but you'll get, you know, you'll get the waived resort fee is what we're seeing. The show tickets, I'm not sure how that's going to play out yet. You know, you might get some low end show tickets just for having status. But a lot of it's going to depend on games, and I think they'll give better, gam- bigger gamblers uh, better show tickets for sure. Yeah, I've had gold status for many years now because of my World of Hyatt status, and 
never really gets me much. Even like when I'm checking in the hotels, it doesn't get me really good upgrades in rooms. Uh, yeah, it gets me free parking. Uh, but, you know, it hasn't been really great. But now with the way resort fees, that's a significant savings. As you say, most properties in Vegas with tax and everything, you're looking at like $50 out the door per night. So just a few nights in Vegas, you're saving significantly. So I definitely think people should uh, read your articles, but check out any opportunities that they can get to, if they can get up to that gold status tier, either through matching. Uh, I don't know about through spend, considering you have to spend almost $20,000 to get there legitimately. Yeah, you're not going to get the $100 celebration dinner or whatever. But that wave resort fee, the fact that they're doing that for match status is pretty cool. And I think it's probably one of the biggest opportunities for savings in the entire brand new MGM Rewards program. I do wonder, you know, in the next year or two, will they will they kind of make it so that you have to earn t- tier credits uh, just to get that stuff? So take it while you can get it. You know, when Caesars first started their match with uh, Wyndham, you basically got everything that a regular diamond got. And they've slowly kind of pulled back on some of that stuff like lounge access you have to use credits to get in and, and things like that but they still give you know wave resorts fees so I, I hope that they keep it there because that's what the competition's doing but mgm you know they love to to play games and and devalue so who knows there a big hit to cosmo players you know this is the cosmo was the most rewarding when it comes to spending on property to get status and now <laughs> MGM basically neutered that. So you're not going to be having that if you're a Cosmo lover. You know, we haven't seen if they're going to keep the free parking or not. I would imagine they are uh, free valet for higher end status. But that wasn't really explained out in uh, the new the new program. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But I, if they take that away, that would be kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't expect that they will. I think that you'll see the, the probably the parking benefits stay the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is really sort of the new normal. It's a maturation of these rewards programs. We talked about it in previous shows. Uh, they're eliminating their biggest cost uh, issues. The good news is like they really kind of leaked out the bad stuff first. And so we thought it was all going to be bad. And, and at least we got some some good stuff. And I feel like that's a good thing, even though I was a little bit concerned watching some of the local media and local influencers cover this because they completely forgot about all the bad stuff once the shiny no resort fees came in. Everybody just sort of flew to that. Really happy about that, but we have to remember that for the average person who's not taking advantage of the, the matches, the average person coming to Vegas, it's going to require a lot more spend to get to these higher tier uh, levels, and it's probably not rewarding for your gambling as much because you're not getting a fixed amount on slots. Uh, you're really up to whatever they determine uh, that you get. Now, on the other side, this might free up marketing dollars for them to give more lucrative comp offers, you know, the stuff that's not guaranteed, those show ticket offers, those other sort of experiential things. So hopefully uh, we see more of that uh, going forward with MGM Rewards as well. I don't know about that because... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Resort fees are like their their profit center. Um, So I don't know how many are going to get it waived. You know, this could be a small portion of their players and people that visit Vegas. So it might not be, it might be just good for media, but it's not really a huge hit to them. But the fact that, you know, resort fees are such a huge profit center for them, especially people booking with third party and stuff like that, where they don't have to give a cut of the resort fees to the Expedias of the world. But, you know, people booking directly, that's a way to save. Oh, yeah, we should mention that, too. If you book through a third party, even if you have the status, you will not get the wave resort fees. That includes booking through Hyatt, using Hyatt points to stay there, uh, booking through a through third party site like an Expedia. So if you do have gold or above, Make sure you book direct. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay that $50 fee. And that's pretty annoying, but it is what it is. 
And as a reminder, we have all of our stuff laid out, not only all the details, but the analysis, breaking down in the terms, what works, what doesn't work, what you should expect come February 1st when MGM Rewards officially takes over for MLife. I fully expect to have to argue at the check-in to get it removed, at least in the beginning. So Yeah, <laughs> it's even in the terms and saying that you may have to go there uh, yeah. to check-in, so... Uh, yeah, look forward to uh, look forward to that. But that's a big savings. I'm excited for that. I know I have some stays this year. I wish it was for you know all bookings, but excited that we could do it on direct bookings. Excited that my match, my gold status will remain. I feel like this is actually an improvement for me sitting here as somebody in my position. And I feel like if somebody really wants to spend the time to dig into this, there's definitely some upside for them. But for the average gambler, the average person spending on dining and hotel, I feel like you're getting less. Uh, for your spend every day. And that's not just at MGM, that's at Caesars, that's elsewhere. But we'll continue to look for the best loyalty program in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, as you said, it's going away, Identity Rewards, leaving us uh, whenever MGM closes on Cosmo. So any final thoughts, Mark, on MGM Rewards? Hey, I, you know, I'm looking forward to my trip in April. I'm staying at Bellagio. I had comp rooms. I was still going to have to pay 100 bucks in resort fees. Now I'm not going to have to pay that. So I'm, uh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> there you go. It's a win exactly. for me. All right, well, it's good for us, I guess, uh, this new program, but let us know what it is for you. Let us know what you guys think about MGM Rewards, the new benefits, the cut in the earnings on tier credits. Leave a comment, subscribe to the channel if you love us. Thanks so much uh, for watching. Have a great day.